Good morning. <laughs> that woke you up. Um, lovely to be here this morning on a beautiful day uh, as well. And we come to worship um, the living God today. Uh, we declare, as I said a few weeks ago, we continue to declare, as the same as we do on Easter Sunday, that He is risen. He is risen indeed. We come to worship a God who is alive uh, and well today. Uh, if you're visiting with us, it's your first day here, we bid you a welcome. Um, and indeed, if it's your first time online with us, we bid you a welcome uh, as well. Uh, we're going to read this morning from Isaiah chapter 42 um, and verse uh, 10 in a few moments. Um, but today is traditionally a day that we celebrate uh, our fathers uh, and the fatherhood of God. Uh, for Sometimes for many, this is a time that comes with painful associations of fatherhood. Sometimes it's in feelings of inadequacy or loss. But in Christ, we're given both comfort and indeed family together today. And so we come together to give thanks to God for all those people who have nurtured us. Uh, we offer ourselves to nurture each other uh, with God's help. We've also come to acknowledge the pain of a hurting world where we have failed to nurture each other. And we come to receive again from the God of compassion uh, and mercy. But one of the other things that we do today, and we'll hear uh, from these words in Isaiah, is that we come to worship. And worship is much more than simply singing uh, or gathering together. It's all of our lives. Uh, but Isaiah really encourages us in these verses to give our all. He says, Sing to the Lord a new song, His praise from the ends of the earth. You who go down to the sea and all that fills it to the coastlands and their inhabitants, let the desert and its cities lift up their voice, the villages that Kedar inhabits, and the inhabitants of Selah sing for joy. Let them shout from the top of the mountains. Let them give glory to the Lord and declare his praise in the coastlands. Because the Lord goes out like a mighty man, like a man of war. He stirs up the sea and he cries out. He shouts aloud and he shows himself mighty against his foes. We worship a God who is able today. God who is mighty today. And so we pray to that God in this moment. Almighty God, you've broken the tyranny of sin. You sent the spirit of your Son into our hearts, whereby we call you Father. Give us grace to dedicate our freedom to your service, that we and all creation may be brought to the glorious liberty of the children of God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We come um, to confess. We've already sung in that song uh, that we confess before God as sinful people, as people who don't always get things right. We confess and seek his forgiveness. The scriptures are just that if we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so we join together in the confession on our screen. O God, O God, our loving Father in heaven, we confess that we have sinned against you. We have broken your commandments. We have often been selfish. We have not loved you as we should. For these and all our sins, forgive us, we pray, through our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. So may the Father of all mercies cleanse us from all our sins, restore us in his image to the praise and glory of his name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Psalm appointed for today is Psalm 133. There's only three, three verses in this psalm. It's one of the really short ones, um, actually. So we're going to say the whole psalm together today. How good. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard. 
running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if the new dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. Amen. The sense in that psalm is that God's blessing is a pleasant thing to receive. Um, It's oil on a beard, um, the sense of uh, looking after your beard, um, something maybe we've lost in the culture that we're in now, but in the culture that that was written, that would have been quite normal um, to have, uh, for men to have that large beard um, and to look after it, uh, where that oil becomes the, the shiningness of it. Um, then the Lord's blessing becomes the shininess in our lives, a bit that shines through and out uh, into everywhere else. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we asked if you had any, uh, it's because it's Father's Day um, and dad jokes. I get told off for all the dad jokes that I tell because um, they're always so good. <laughs> well, they're so good dad jokes, if you see what I mean. A dad joke's one of those things that could either get, if it, it's really good if it gets a laugh, but it's also really good if it gets a, because oh, it means it's a really good dad joke, isn't it? Right? Um, so we asked for some dad jokes. So uh, we've got some clips and jokes sent into us. So if you cast your eyes to the screens, um, you're going to see and hear them now. So it was out last night for a meal. The waitress says, was your meal okay? I says, yeah, it was fine. She says, how did you find your steak? I says, it was easy. I looked at the plate and it was beside the chips. So yesterday I was walking home from school and a kid threw a block of cheese at me. So then I shouted at him, that wasn't very mature. What's the bunny's favourite type of dance? Hip hop. Husband and wife are lying in bed sleeping one night. Door raps, three o'clock in the morning. The woman says, go down there and see who that is. Five minutes later, the husband comes back. And the wife says, who was that? The man says, I don't know, it was some fella looking a push. And she says, will you not help him? He says, it's three o'clock in the morning. She says, now you remember we were coming back from Donegal and we ran out of petrol and you stopped and that man very kindly gave you a push. Right, okay, okay. Off he goes, opens the front door, pitch black outside. He shouts out out into the dark. He says, are you still there? The man says, yes. And he says, are you still looking a push? Yes. He says, where are you? He says, I'm over here on the swing. What do you do if you see a spaceman? You park in it, man. What did the egg say to the other egg? And only yoking you. What did the policeman say to his belly button? You're under a vest. I love telling dad jokes, especially when he laughs. Why was there thunder and lightning in the lab? Just the scientists were brainstorming. Who's there? Yara. You're a poo. No, you're a poo. Uh, um, those, those are put together um, at the start of the weekends um, and were sent to the independent adjudicators uh, and judges. And the judging panel has awarded Martha Pedlow as the best joke this year. So a big round of applause um, to Martha Pedlow. Um, and a little prize will be ringing its way um, to her. Um, Last week, um, uh, I made that bold statement that I'd lost uh, a few pounds uh, in weight uh, by standing on the scales. Today, I thought I'd bring the scales with me. 
No, that's not the ones I've been standing on, okay? Uh, although I might actually, some people might think I could fit on them. Um, but scales are something that we weigh things on, aren't they? We weigh ourselves on them. Uh, we weigh ingredients on them or food on them whenever we're begging. Um, scales are also described uh, in many ways as something that we can uh, use to see if, if there's enough of something or if there's not enough. Sometimes we use it in the sense of someone has been found wanting because they've been weighed and there's not enough of something um, in their lives. And today's Father's Day, um, and it can be a day whenever we reflect uh, on our own fathers. And for some of us, that will be a really happy uh, and joyful moment. Uh, for others, that can bring an element of pain um, and sadness. Um, maybe we can see things that's in our dad that actually we love and we want to emulate. And maybe other times we can look and we can see things that actually I'm not sure about. And that didn't give me great memories. Um, Maybe today we can celebrate with our fathers uh, because they are still with us. Uh, and for others, we will remember our fathers because they are no longer uh, with us. And so on Father's Day, we can have a lot of mixed um, emotions. Um, but as we come today to worship, we gather as a church family to worship. We gather as a body of believers, whether that's in person or online. Uh, and actually, uh, in the scriptures, um, there's something described by God that gives us a great moment of joy today. And here we find it in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. God says, I will make my dwelling among them and walk amongst them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing that I, then I will welcome you. And I will be a father to you. And you shall be my son, or you shall be my daughter, says the Lord Almighty. We gather today because we believe that the God that we worship is our Father, the one who loves us beyond measure, the one who is perfect in every way, the one whose presence with us gives us enough for the moment that we find ourselves in. So no matter where we find ourselves today, we know that the Lord our God is our Father as we celebrate all those men in our lives who nurture us to the point of where we are today. Let's pray. Father God, thank you um, that you are indeed our Father, and that in you we can find identity and purpose, and in you we can celebrate that we have brothers and sisters, not born of natural descent, but born of the Spirit of God, and we can celebrate today as part of your church family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We'll cast our eyes to the screens as we hear from Julie today. Today's reading is taken from Mark 4, verses 35 to 41. Jesus calms the storm. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm.
he said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. This is the word of the Lord. As we come before God's word, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for your word. And as we come to it now, we pray knowing that you know each of our hearts and that by your spirit, you have something to say to each of us. So open our ears to hear you and open our eyes to see you. And may what we learn shape and transform us into the people that you have planned for us to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. There's a story about a doctor who called his patient into his office and he said, I've got some bad news for you, but I've also have worse news. And the patient said, well, what's the bad news? I'll take the bad news first. And the doctor said, the bad news is you have a terminal disease and you only have 10 days to live. The man looked at him a little puzzled and said, well, what's the worst news? And the doctor said to him, we couldn't get a hold of you for nine days. <laughs> there are times in our lives when we feel that things aren't going very well. But as we learn from this passage this morning, God protects his own. We can make the mistake of thinking that Jesus was actually pretending to be asleep in order to teach the disciples a lesson. But if we look back previous, Jesus has actually had a really strenuous day. He is completely exhausted and is in need of some rest. We all know whenever we get to Friday, we're usually really, really tired and we need to lie down. Well, this was Jesus. But actually, in this moment, we see a remarkable insight into the incarnation. In a moment, Jesus would calm the storm with an extraordinary use of his power. But first, he slept his weary body. Because not only was he divine and he had the power, but he was also human. He lived in utter dependence of the Father. And therefore, he could sleep knowing that the Father would wake him to do his will. You see, this storm, in a sense, is a vehicle for teaching the disciples about God and his power in their lives. It was essential to their spiritual development. In verse 37, the Gospel of Matthew actually uses this word, sesmios, instead of storm. And this word literally means earthquake. It wasn't just a storm where your hair blew in the wind. It was an earthquake type storm. Some people believe that storms come for Christians only when they rebel or disobey God's will. But that's not true. God's will isn't always smooth sailing. We were never promised that this would be an easy life. And sometimes storms also come our way to give us a spiritual lesson. This kind of storm 
on the Sea of Galilee was expected. It happened quite regularly. The Sea of Galilee was 13 miles long and 8 miles wide, and it was surrounded by hills and mountains. And when the cool air came over the hills and the mountains and mixes with the warm sea air, the violent storms would erupt without warning. So it was a regular occurrence. In a sense, the disciples should have expected it. And that's just how storms come in our lives, isn't it? One minute the sun is shining and the next there's lightning, there's thunder and there's flashing and the waves go wild. The phone rings and in seconds of your life is changed. That simple checkup from the doctor, things are changed. There was a little boy that was playing with his, sea, his sailboat on the edge of a lake and it got away from him and he couldn't reach it. He just couldn't reach the sailboat. It kept going further and further away and he didn't want to lose it. So he thought of a plan. He started picking up rocks and tossing them to the other side past the boat and the waves brought the boat back to him and his outstretched arms. And when we drift away from God, he sometimes does the same. And the storm drives us right back into the arms of Jesus. You see, the disciples thought that Jesus was oblivious to everything that was going on. And sometimes we feel like that in storms. We often conclude that God is not there, that he's not listening. Where is he in the middle of this storm? but God knows every single wave that falls on us. He doesn't work on our timetables. He'll do it in his way and in his time. He doesn't need a wake-up call and he never oversleeps. He is always on the throne and in full control of every situation. I want you to think back to the story of Lazarus for a moment. They sent word to Jesus that his friend Lazarus was sick, but the Bible specifically says that Jesus stayed where he was for a further two days. And then when he finally arrived, Lazarus was dead and Martha was waiting for him. And she said, if you had have been here, our brother wouldn't have died. In other words, Look who's just decided to show up. Hope it isn't too much of an inconvenience for you. It might interest you to know that our brother is now dead. It can seem sometimes like he's asleep or he's late, but we need to remember that his ways are higher than our ways. Though God is sometimes early, he is never late. So what does this mean for us. Without difficulties, without trials, without failures in life, we would never grow to be what we become. Storms are a part of our spiritual growth process. As hard as it may be, let's try and make the most of our storms. He is our creator. He is our sustainer, our goal and saviour, of the soul. 
If you believe this, then you will weather the storms of life. Christ shares the boat with us. And because of that, the boat will never sink. We all know that when life is easy and everything is fine, that it doesn't take much effort to have faith in God. In fact, we feel like it's a natural just to praise him because everything seems to be smooth sailing or going well in life. We can almost take things for granted. But when trouble strikes our life, how far do we go to try and resolve our problems ourselves before turning to God to help us? I want you to think back to the last trial you had and how long did it take you to come before the feet of Jesus? Or did you try and work it out in your head yourself first? We all need to remember me included, that it's never the trial that makes us stronger. It's what we choose to do with that trial. If we choose to lay it at the foot of the cross and say, we give this trial to you, Jesus, then in faith and trust that he will help us, we can remember what it says in the book of James. It says, whenever you face trials of any kind, consider it nothing but joy. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete and lack nothing. I know that when we read this, sometimes we think joy in the midst of a trial. And it can be really hard to understand what it means. But if we hand it over to the feet of Jesus, if we know and trust that he is with us, in the middle of the trial, then we know that he catches every wave that comes before us. You see, we have a God who walks with us, not only in the easy times, but in the storms and the trials of life. God is the one who can calm the storms for us, the one who can bring us the hope and knowledge that we need to face. So this morning, amidst all who watch online or everyone who is sitting here this morning, each of us either go through trials or are going through a trial right now. And God knows exactly what that trial is. Whether we've handed it over to him or not, he calls us this morning to lay it at his feet, to let him deal with it, to let him calm the waves and we need only be still father we thank you that often you're not found in the earthquake wind or fire but in that still small voice lord we thank you today that because you are in the boat it means that the boat will not sink. Thank you today that you're a God who is present with us. And so therefore we are not alone. So into those situations that we have handed over to you, Lord, 
thank you for the opportunity to do that. Give us courage and strength as we walk through those situations. Knowing that you're not only with us, but that you've gone before us. And forgive us when we try to take it back into our own strength. Thank you that you are the God of light and love. And today we thank you for those who will find this day a painful day. For fathers who watch over children who might be ill. For children who watch over fathers who are suffering. Remember fathers who are apart from their children and fathers who grieve because they have lost a child. For those who have longed but have never had. We pray today for children who are in a situation where it's dangerous for them or where they are neglected. We pray for those who suffer the impact of family breakdown. Lord, today we ask that you be a light in the darkness, tender and compassionate, surrounding with your loving embrace, holding us in your care. Father, we also commit to you our struggling world and the conflicts that spoil our relationships with you and with each other. We call to mind a particular situation that we've seen on our TV screens or internet feeds or in our newspapers this week. We also pray for those who are sick at home or in hospital and indeed for those who are close to death. We ask for peace. But today for all those people who offer us love and compassion and they nurture us into growth and wholeness, we give you thanks. May we walk more faithfully with Jesus and follow him to the foot of the cross and onwards into the light that resurrection brings with hope. That we walk in the company of one another and of all the saints in the fullness of your glory. May we gaze on Jesus, the light of the world, in the knowledge that he will never be overcome. And we pray, our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom forever and glory, forever and ever. Amen. 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 We declare and affirm our faith today. Let's um, stand together. Do you believe and trust in God the Father, source of all being and life, the one for whom we exist? We believe and trust in Him. Do you believe and trust in God the Son, who took our human nature, died for us, and rose again? 
we believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in God the Holy Spirit who gives life to the people of God and makes Christ known in the world? We believe and trust in him. This is the faith of the church. This is our faith. We believe and trust in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Take our seats as we uh, begin to draw to a close um, today. A few uh, very quick uh, announcements. Um, there are still some Dervilgi masks uh, available and there are pots of marmalades uh, with suggested donations uh, out in the port. So please do uh, visit that before you leave um, and get uh, those supplies for this week. It will be fantastic. Um, or Communicating Clearly uh, sponsored walk um, during the month of June. We're about three weeks in at this stage. Um, so thank you to all those who are out pounding the streets uh, and different areas uh, across uh, uh, Northern Ireland as well. Uh, we're walking and praying for you as we do so um, and gathering money for our audiovisual project, um, which enables us um, not only in person, but also uh, online, reaching out through lots of children's ministries and life groups and other stuff as well and partnering with sam's uh, through the nation of chile so please do take the opportunity to sponsor us or gather sponsorship uh, for a team member would be fantastic um, recently we were approached by an organization called exodus um, maybe many of you already have heard of them uh, in lisburn they operate out of the old library uh, on railway street um, an organization that works with uh, teenagers and with young adults um, they normally send teams abroad during the summer um, to Romania, to South America, South Africa, uh, and so forth. Um, this year, they kind of were hoping to send lots um, to the Republic of Ireland, uh, but restrictions haven't eased enough um, to do that either. And so they're venturing something new. Um, they're keeping their teams local this year. Uh, and they've asked if we could host um, some people here uh, between the 4th of July and the 9th of July. Um, and so they'll be doing lots of stuff uh, with us and they'll be taking the service on that 4th of July uh, and they'll be out on the streets in the community. We're hoping to do um, a community audit uh, on the streets, knocking doors uh, and maybe doing some events on the Thursday uh, and Friday nights uh, as well. If you think that you're available that week to help, uh, we would love you to be able to do that. Uh, you can find out more information from myself um, or Sarah. Uh, please do speak to us and we'll be able to get you uh, uh, into a place where you can serve that week alongside uh, the teams. And it keeps a local face as well. And we really want to encourage us to be a part of that uh, so that local faces um, can be there uh, as well. And lastly, but by no means least um, today, uh, I come to what is a very exciting announcement but also a very sad announcement uh, for us as a parish. Um, Sarah has been with us, uh, and Daniel, not to forget Daniel and all of his role with us, uh, but Sarah is the face and the person who you've seen the most in many ways. Uh, been with us for a year serving as a deacon intern. And today, with great delight, we're able to say that Sarah has been appointed as the curate assistant of St. Mark's Armagh. Um, we round of applause would be great at that point, wouldn't it? Um, so Sarah and Daniel are on the move um, to the city of Armagh um, to serve for the next at least three years uh, with the rector there, uh, the Reverend Malcolm Kingston. Uh, Malcolm's a great guy. I've known Malcolm for many years and I know him and Sarah will dovetail and work really well um, together. It's hard to say who couldn't work well with Sarah, isn't it? It is. And there's lots of nods, by the way. You can't see them, but there is. Um, I want to say thank you. 
um, for all you've done. But we'll have an opportunity to do that. Uh, she's still remaining with us until uh, towards the end of August. Um, and so right up till the end of August, Sarah will be about with us. So we'll get an opportunity uh, on a Sunday at the end of August to say a proper goodbye uh, and wish her all the best um, for that. You'll hear over the next couple of weeks as well, uh, we're hoping um, to give you an opportunity if you would like to provide uh, or donate towards a gift for Sarah, um, but that'll come out in the next couple of weeks um, as well. Uh, but we wish you uh, all the best uh, as you go and do that. You're, you're serving the Lord here with joy uh, and with excitement and with passion and enthusiasm. Uh, has made a huge impact on this parish and in this community. So a uh, big thank you at this stage. But a lot more of that will come. I know you're kind of get embarrassed whenever we talk about you like that. Uh, but there'll be lots more uh, of that coming. Uh, so let's pray uh, for, because uh, there'll be lots of transition to happen now uh, for Sarah um, and for Malcolm uh, and the parish uh, of Armagh. So let's pray for that uh, and for our blessing upon us today. Father God, we thank you for this exciting news of the next phase of ministry uh, for Sarah and Daniel. Uh, Lord, we know as we've already heard today from uh, what Sarah has taught us, that you uh, go with them and you go before them. Uh, into whatever lies ahead, into the unknownness of that and into the excitement of that. You're already there and your hand is upon them. Thank you for the gifts that you have given her. Uh, thank you for her passion to serve you and her love and her relationship with you uh, and how that inspires so many others. Uh, we pray for Malcolm uh, and for the parish of Armagh. Uh, prepare uh, for the preparations that they need to make uh, to receive this couple uh, for the next few years. We know, Lord, that you're with us and that you go before us. So may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so by the power of the Holy Spirit we may abound in hope, and may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, rest upon each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen.